0: Knit British is delighted to be sponsored by The Knitting Goddess. Joy dyes luxury yarn in her studio in Harrogate and she's committed to supporting British wool in all of her bases. In addition to incredible yarns such as Brit Sock, Brit Silk, Wensleydale and Shetland, Blueface Lester and Massam. you will also find screen printed bags and books, handcrafted stitch markers and exclusive yarn clubs in her online shop. You can also see Joy and Bobby at Yarndale this month on the 23rd and 24th of September and you can hear more about new shop editions later in the show. To visit The Knitting Goddess, click on the logo in the show notes or visit www.thenittinggoddess.co.uk Hello and welcome in. It's lovely to have you round. Thank you so much for joining me and I have to say thank you so much for uh, feedback from episode 91. Particularly congratulations on my new job which I started Last week. And thank you also for your thumbs up for those future podcast plans that I mentioned in the last episode. Those of you who said that you were happy uh, with whatever I produced, whether it was monthly or otherwise, um, that was fantastic. Thank you so much. That buoyed me up so much. There were one, of, one or two of you who got in touch to say that you're disappointed that I can't do two episodes. A month anymore from 2018. But don't worry, I will be keeping you busy for the whole month until the next episode comes out, I promise. There will be lots and lots of woolly things that I'll be telling you about that you will be getting involved in, I hope. So please don't be too disappointed. Anyway, I will have more information for you on what we'll be getting up to in 2018 in the next episode. And also in the next episode... Uh, which will be at the end of this month uh, episode 93 i will be talking a little bit more about our 100 episode celebration which we are going to be celebrating in january and that's exciting it's also um the podiversity uh, in january too so it's it's a lovely coincidence Uh, those things happen in the same month and uh, there is a wee thread over in the knit british ravelry group about how we will celebrate 100 episodes and thank you so much for all of your contributions to the knit british ravelry group as well as connections online and other online places that's always fantastic right there is a lot to get packed into this episode. I think last time I said something about the episode's been slightly shorter until the end of the year. I don't know if that's going to happen this week. Um, there's a lot in this episode. So grab a whip, grab a drink and let's get cracking. Good intentions. I've been looking at my stash recently. And I've been thinking a lot about stash recently as well. You might have seen on Instagram a little while ago that I put up a picture um, with a lot of words that could describe you and your attitude to stash. And it was just a few examples. So I had, there are things that, that I've heard people call themselves in relation to their attitude to buying stash. And there were a couple of things that I threw in there. So there were things like yarn snob, wool adventurer, wool explorer, yarn explorer, fibre, field worker. Are you a connoisseur when it comes to the wool you buy for your stash? Or are you a bit more devil may care? maybe there is a bit more method to your madness or your wool buying uh, than just that devil may care attitude and I was interested to know how people described that that um, buying and stashing uh, relationship, I suppose, and uh, absolutely nothing discriminatory here. Um, I don't want anyone to think that we we look down on yarn snobs and are we gasp at people with the devil may care attitude? I suppose there's aspects of all of those things representative in our stashes, and perhaps there's no one term that can be applied to that. But I, yeah, I was kind of interested to know what people thought, and there were some really great comments, and some people saying you know they felt overwhelmed by their stash. And you know, I have never really held sway with that nonsense about hiding your stash from your partner or don't let your partner see how much stash you have or hiding your stash from yourself even. That's a problem. Uh, if you feel like you're you're being judged by a partner for how much stash you have that's their fucking problem uh <laughs> whoops we'll have to mark this episode as explicit now um <laughs> so i do think there are, there are problems with people who hoard you know we should we should never joke about about things like that because that is a problem for some people it's 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 a big problem for some people um but i don't like hearing people say, oh I, oh, I must hide this bag from my loved one. Um, no, own your stash, baby, own your stash. So it's had me thinking about my stash since I posted that picture. I don't know about you, but mine is a mixture of different sorts of intentions. Uh, and again, different sorts of, you know, different Yarns might represent the yarn snob in me or the connoisseur in me or the devil may care in me. Um, But most of my yarn comes under the category of I saw it, I wanted it and I bought it. No bones about that. (laughs) Uh, And that is closely followed by quite a lot of stash that comes under the category of this would go fantastic with this design. And so... I have in stash quite a lot of yarn that was bought with the intention of knitting a particular pattern, and I know that you do too. And I've actually talked about this before um, when it came to talk about remakery. That is, you know, I'm trying to use yarn in my stash for the things that I remake. Um, that's not a you know prerequisite of taking part in the remakery. The remakery is just a motivation for making some of those beloved designs that we want to make again. I'll talk a little bit about that. After this, but I think that with the best intentions in the world, you know, I'm sure that you know there's lots of you two who have stash, and you have those patterns either printed out or in your Ravelry libraries or in your queues, waiting to be teamed up with that, with that yarn. So let's try and make good. On those good intentions. So here's what I am planning to do. I want you to go to your Ravelry queues or library right now and look at those patterns that you have on there that you have purposely sourced yarn for and that's in your stash. And if they're not in your queue, I know They're somewhere, they're in your library, they're in the back of your mind. You bought the yarn for that design and you've got it. Pick out four of those designs that you've got, got yarn for. So they can be, it can be random, it can be the first four, it can be the last four you added. It can be a random pick, you can roll a friggin' dice for it. I don't care how you do it, but I want you to pick four. So when you've decided on your patterns... Go and get the yarn out of your stash. Now I know that this might be a mammoth task. I know that you might not be able to set your hands on that yarn straight away. When you do have your yarn, I want you to put it with your pattern and put it in a project bag. Now I'm not going to be too strict here. It can be four project bags you already own. You could go and buy four new project bags if you so wish for this specific club. Because that's what it is. This is the Good Intentions Club. And the good news is, you already have the pattern and you already have the yarn. In October, in January, in April and July, I'm going to put out a prompt for the Good Intentions Club. And we are going to try and make good on these intentions and make these awesome knits or crochets or whatever. You can decide which pattern you will make each quarter or you can just leave up to chance. You can put those four project bags in a box. You can pull one out at random. You can be more methodical about it. You can think about these patterns seasonally and which ones will be better. Maybe you want to do socks in October. Maybe you want to do something more spring-like in April. Maybe you want to make your summer knit in July. It doesn't matter. What matters is that stash that can sometimes be a bit overwhelming, that stash that we always have all the goodwill in the world to knit. We're going to try and scrape the top off that a little bit. I have already got my Mahi and my Hansel already in bags. Carrie Westerman's Mahi Hap this was a tricky one because I have two lots of yarn that I could use for this. I've got Blacker's BFL lace weight and I've got some Shetland lace weight. Um, but I think I've gone for the for the BFL, and that is in a project bag. And Hansel, which I bought the wool for at Shetland Wool Week last year, Shetland Heritage Naturals. So I've got those two. They're in bags. I need to do a bit of deciding on the other two. If you really can't decide on all four, make a decision for for the first two at least. The idea is to make a plan. What I don't want you to do is just decide every month what you're going to knit because that would be a bit boring. That's not really what it's about. If you really can't decide on four right now, make a decision for two and then in the new year uh, I can prompt you to decide the next two. And you never know, there might be more designs come in over autumn because God knows we know autumn is the time for new designs and startitis and more good intentions. But who doesn't love a yarn and pattern club, right? I mean, we all do. I have yarn and pattern clubs in my stash that I haven't knit yet. I will post more on this soon. I'll be thinking that we will be starting on the 1st of each month. You can tell that I haven't really thought this part through. Yeah, so if you are listening to this and if you are looking at your stash or thinking about what you've got in your stash and feel like you've got a few intentions you need to bring into reality, this is the time to do it. As I say, I'll post more about this soon. We'll have more about dates and prompts and chatter and things but I know this has got some of you thinking already, um, and there's no time to lose, you know, you can get started right away uh, and await further instruction. (laughs) Remakery, as I mentioned uh, before, that's our, it's not our Cal or anything, that's just really an ongoing motivation in the Knit British Ravelry group for those of us who want to remake some of the things that we've made before. It may be that we want to make them for ourselves. The first one might have been for a gift. It may be that you want to remake it in a different yarn or a different colour or a different texture or whatever. And that's just an ongoing chat thread over in the Knit British Ravelry group. I have almost finished my Marin Shawl, which is about blooming time, isn't it? And... um, I'm delighted to tell you that the yarn that Linda from Kettle Yarn Company gave me to knit this shawl in to review the yarn is now available to buy. Uh, If you go over to kettleyarnco.co.uk, you will find Ramble. And Ramble is uh, Linda's new small batch British yarn that is a blend of Shetland And Romney. Uh, I've posted on social media about this as well this week. Uh, You might have seen that. I'm going to do the full review, the full Buna when that shawl is done. And I have ordered... (laughs) now that the yarn has gone on sale I have ordered myself another skein so I can finish the Marin shawl because I was making some modifications turns out I'm probably only going to need about 20 grams of that skein but that means the rest of that skein can go to something else but uh, I think you should hop on over to kettleyarnco.co.uk and have a look at this really special yarn and also be aware that Linda is thinking of hosting a Ramble cal. Towards the end of this month, perhaps next month. Uh, so seek her out, her online chatty places, so that you can find out about that. I think she's planning on knitting Frankie Hughes uh, Velamo sweater from Pom Pom, which oh my goodness, it's going to be divine in this in this yarn. So that's Ramble from Kettle Yarn Company, and thanks again to Linda for giving me a skein of this incredible yarn to try. Oh, rookie mistake, I just got about halfway through recording this podcast and realised the battery had run out on my <laughs> on my recorder. Oh dear. I have some local news and this is mostly all Scottish-based news. If you are listening in Scotland or if you are going to be visiting Scotland uh, in September, you might want to write down some of these links, so get a pen and paper. That was incredibly old-fashioned, wasn't it? Pen and paper at the ready. Um because you might want to write down some of this information. Uh, But the links, as always, are at the show notes. I'm going to kind of rattle through this because there are quite a few things to get through here. Um, First of all, I want to draw your attention to a new website called Lifelong Yarns www.lifelongyarns.com and this is one of our listeners, Pauline, who has decided to take up the baton for the Scottish blackface sheep and its wool and create some incredible yarn and blends using Scottish blackface. And I've just seen the online shop and it just launched this week, I think. And oh my goodness me, there are some incredible wools and blends on there. Blackface, 100% blackface, blackface in Shetland, blackface in BFL and some beautiful colours as well. There will be more about this on a future episode, I promise. But in the meantime, check out www.lifelongyarns.com and thumbs up Pauline for raising the profile of the wool of our national sheep or one of our national sheep. Perth Festival of Yarn is happening on the 10th of September. Uh, there's going to be lots of fantastic vendors there, lots of amazing British wool vendors there. Used wool, Iona Wool are going to be there. Uh, Whistlebear are going to be there. Ripples Crafts are going to be there. You can check out their website, perthfestivalofyarn.uk for more info on that. I'm sadly not going to be there because it clashes with something else, but I just know it's going to be a really great day. Uh, Shetland Wool Week is on the 23rd of September to the 1st of October. Get your boosted beanies at the ready. Uh, This is going to be an amazing week and I'm so sad to be missing it this year. I really am. Check out Shetland Wool Week website because I saw on Instagram that the Annual has gone to print, and they will be releasing information about pre-orders soon. I can't wait to get my hands on that. It looks incredible. If you're going to Shetland Wool Week, have a fantastic time and give Shetland my love. Also, on the twenty third of September, it's the Edinburgh Knitterthon. This is organised by Jess at Ginger Twist Studio and her knit group, the Town Mouse uh, Knitting Club. They are having a knit-a-thon at the Guide Hut at Curry on Lanark Road West. There is a link in the show notes, but there is a Facebook page full of information on this. They are uh, knitting from eleven o'clock in the morning till eleven o'clock at night, uh, all for a good cause to raise funds for Alzheimer's Research UK and. There is a suggested donation of £10 entry for the day, which goes to the charity. There will be tea and coffee and cake and a kitchen at your disposal at the guide hut and it looks fantastic. Um, So if you can get along to that and knit for Alzheimer's research... That would be amazing. Also happening on September the 23rd is the Scottish Smallholders Festival at Lanark. Uh, I will be going to this again this year. I won't be having a table this year. Last year I had an information table. This year I'm just going as a punter. It's a whole long story involving the fact that I was going to go to Yarndale this year, but train tickets were too bloomin' expensive and I couldn't make it work for the day. So I'm going to the, the Smallholders. That totally makes it sound like it's like... A consolation prize, but it's absolutely not. This is a fantastic day out. There's loads of livestock, there are exhibition stands, there are sale tables. It's it's a wonderful trip. And if you can make it to the Agricultural Centre at Lanark on the 23rd of September and you're not going to the knit and you're not going to Shetland Wool Week and you're not going to Yarndale, I highly recommend this as a day out. It was fantastic. Uh, Jess from Ginger Twist Studio, who I mentioned there, you will have seen on social media that Jess is now stocking Brooklyn Tweed yarn. And um, obviously that's not a British wool, but I quite often get emails asking me which British local yarn stores stock it. Not many do. Jess is the only Scottish stockist now and that's fantastic. That launched uh, on Saturday the 2nd at her, her store. They will be online as well. I spoke to Jess about this a couple of weeks ago and this is what she had to say.
1: On 2nd of September we'll have had the Brooklyn Tweed launch. That's
0: quite exciting because yes. I don't I can't think of any other local yarn stores, or even in Scotland, who are stocking. Yeah, there are no
1: no shops in Scotland. there are no other shops in Scotland that stock um, Brooklyn Tweets, So I'm very honored and excited um, to be stocking it. How? So I'm gonna have them all. I've got Loft, which is a four ply, Shelter, which is a worsted, Arbor, which is their D- DK, Veil vale is a lace weight, and then Quarry is a chunky. So there's. You know, something for everyone, and I'll get some of the patterns as well. Awesome. So yeah. I'll have, I'm, I'll surely by the time mm-hmm. this is out, I'll have a lovely sample done. Oh, yes. <laughs> Haven't well, started no, it you yet. You <laughs> you're such a <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> But yeah, so that's really, I'm, I'm really excited oh, about that. Really. I just don't know how it's gonna all
0: fit in the shop. No, I don't yeah. know either. It I will. need to build a pop up. Yeah. Now. That's quite exciting, I yeah, think, because yeah. I know obviously it's not British mm-hmm. school, but I get quite a lot of people asking me yes. where can they buy that and from British di- stockers. Yeah,
1: it's difficult to buy. it. It's really nice to be able to look at in person, or you, know, you don't really want to have to pay international shipping. No, exactly. You want so, to
0: be able to have the look at it and feel yes, it. Yes, absolutely. about what it would be good
1: for. Yes, but I will have it on the website yeah. as well. That's
0: good. So. It's <coughs> a
1: Yes, indeed. What about colors? Are
0: you having? Um...
1: <gasps> it's just a selection of their most popular colors, okay. eight of each.
0: You're also doing Perth Festival yeah. of Yarn. Yes,
1: indeed, on the 10th of September. There, I'm also going to be launching um, without Claire unfortunately but launching the sign-ups for the next neighborhood cheap society so that will come out in January that's exciting so So this is the
0: club where you use some local yes last time you mix it with Australia. Well, Australia yeah, no, we're not
1: doing that this time. Okay, it's just British.
0: Can you say anything about any of the yarns? Oh or oh gosh. Some
1: of it, well, there's one that has a bit more yarn to it, and that is combining undyed with some dyed, so there's a few different shades. Is it
0: from uh, Scottish? Sure, Scotland. That one is Scottish. Okay, yes, different different breeds than what you've. Yes, yes. so different.
1: Yeah, I can't give away too much. Thank you very much,
0: Jess. (laughs) Yeah. Also news related to Ginger Divine. (laughs) The previous year's Neighbourhood Sheep Society patterns will be printed in a book soon. I believe you can get them all on Ravelry as single patterns. So if you weren't in the club, you can now enjoy those patterns. And also... Jess and Claire are hosting the second Tea Club collection this year. And those of you who signed up for the first quarter, you will have got your parcels already and you might be casting on um, with those now. The second quarter should be on sale now. So have a look at www.gingertwiststudio.com for details. Also, uh, you'll remember that I reviewed New Leaf Yarns Shetland Alpaca in episode 88 and I spoke to Jane about why she set up her company and uh, what inspired her to create incredible alpaca blended yarns. And she has offered you lucky listeners a 10% discount in her shop. I am always so incredibly grateful um, to small wool businesses who feel that they can offer a discount because it is not easy for small businesses full stop to offer sales and discounts. So this is incredibly generous of Jane and we should all feel very lucky that she can do that. There's a lot to choose from over there at um, New Leaf Yarns, uh, but there is the Shetland and Alpaca, which is that incredible grey colour. You'll remember I talked about that on episode 88. There's Alpaca and Wednesday, four ply, which is just delicious. And added to this is a new Alpaca and Tusa silk lace weight. And it's just gorgeous. I got to see it and it is incredible. All of these fantastic yarns come in their natural shades. The only one that you can't get a discount on at New Leaf Yarns is the Alpaca and Massim, which is only available at Ginger Twist Studio. So please don't ask for a discount on that because it's only the yarns that are available at newleafyarns.com. So the code is KnitBritish92. If you put that in the box at the checkout, you'll get 10% off your order. And that is until the 30th of September. Thank you so much to Jane for offering us that discount. I should also note that there are still two other listener discounts running at the moment for Knit British listeners. Brit Yarn has offered an incredible 10% off uh, uh, online sales at brityarn.co.uk using the code LoveKnitBritish and that is until the 22nd of September and our lovely friends at Uist Wool have extended their 10% online discount uh, until the end of October and that code is KNITBRITISH89 all of those uh, codes are in the show notes or in <laughs> I'll make sure that they are there's also the Discount and Treats uh, thread in the Knit British Ravelry group and I'll make sure that these are updated over there as well. Thank you so much to Jane for that lovely discount and to you, Wool and to Brit Yarn also. Thank you so very much. Talking of Brit Yarn, did you know that Isla is going to be launching the Great British Socks Away Cal again in October? You should get on over to her Ravelry group and check that out. I know there'll be lots of chat about which British yarns you're going to use for your socks this year. The Knitting Goddess. Joy sponsors this episode of the podcast and she has lots of news for us. First up, uh, you'll have seen that Joy has a new yarn base or maybe we should say it's a favourite yarn base that's been given a sparkly facelift. The BFL and Massim yarns have been really popular and now it has added sparkle. Now I've gone on record as saying emphatically on probably on this podcast but definitely on social media that I do not like sparkle yarns for these reasons. The sparkle element can, can be stringy, can be cheap looking, can be splitty can poke out from the ply and the fabric in a really unattractive way and I just don't like them. However... I have to eat my words and because Joy has worked really hard at choosing a sparkle, particularly one sourced in the UK, to really complement the yarn. And this is, is Lurex that's in here. So it is 70% BFL, 23% Massim and 7% Lurex. And... It's subtler in the ply than those other sparkles that I don't like. (laughs) And it really packs a glittering punch. I crocheted with this and I was laughing because I was crocheting with this while I was listening to Louise Hunt's episode in which she also talks about this yarn and I was also crocheting with it. So I'm afraid you have two crochet samples from the Louises um, who podcasted. (laughs) I just love how this crocheted up now there's two reasons why I crochet swatches one it's really quick and i sometimes i am very pushed um in the yarn that i'm asked to review Uh, to get it done in time. So crocheting up a swatch is really, really quick. It's also, it's a different way of constructing the yarn and and working it. And i talked about this before. I love seeing different British breed wool crocheted up and the different textures of wool and crochet. That's an incredible thing. Those unique textures of British breed wool that I'm always talking about, they're just so beautifully illustrated in crochet, I think, in a granny square. Anyway, I crocheted with um, the little dyed mini skein and the natural mini skein both of which have this lovely lovely lurex glittering twist in the skein and really it i mean it really does look like glitter when when i you know again i have to eat my words uh this is lovely i i really do like 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 how this looks there are no sparkles poking out through the the fabric I didn't find that the sometimes when you're knitting with a yarn with a sparkle the sparkle can snag when you're knitting with it um, or split you can kind of poke the needle or the hook through the wool and the sparkle that just didn't happen with this it was actually a joy to crochet with it and I did tell joy you know I don't normally like sparkle yarns but you've done it again um, you've created something that's wonderful, and she has created this because she's worked with Laxtons, who who, who make the BFL and Massam yarn to to really make something that a again it's all sourced from the UK, but it's something that Joy wants to work with and really wants to bring us. And I, I it, I'll put up a picture of it, but unfortunately I don't think it's going to get all those sparkles in there. But I just think it's lovely, and it really is just a glistening, glittery effect that is just so beautiful. I can imagine Christmas knits in this would be fantastic. Christmas shawl, a little bit of sparkle to any occasion. It's just lovely. And crocheting with it, it's just soft and pillowy. I've spoken about this BFL and Massim before. I think you know that I really like it. It's a soft wool. It brings out the best of the BFL and the Massim. It's a beautiful oatmeal-y kind of colour in the natural and over-dyed. That's just beautiful and I'll put a picture in the show notes so you can see it I am reliably informed that Joy is knitting up a sample storm in this yarn for Yarndale which is the 23rd and the 24th of September I would really love you if you like me are not a fan of sparkle yarns I'd like you to go over if you if you're there and have a look just have a look and see what I mean the the b f l and Masum is available in single colors in multi colors It's also gonna be available in mini skeins um, it's a four ply which i don't don't think i said it's it's absolutely gonna be ideal for hat scarves sweaters can you i can imagine this even just you know it does, not even a ho- all over sweater with this sparkle in it but like you know cuffs or details would just catch the light so beautifully. Uh, You can buy it. It costs £20 for a 100 gram skein, which is 400 metres. There are some beautiful colours, as always. Joy is just um, a master, a mistress. Um, uh, 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 I'm running out of words today. Um, But the colours are just amazing. There are some incredible rainbow colours tones in this and some really beautiful semi-solids of course those ever covetable colour wheel mini skeins are available too and that costs £27 for approximately 12 mini skeins which is about 480 metres Uh, something else that is going to be a big feature on their stand at Yarndale will be the Knitting Goddess Advent Calendars This is an awesome idea. And when Joy told me about this, I kind of was like, oh yeah, I kind of did a gasp. This is awesome. There will be 24 mini skeins plus a project bag. And the yarn is the BFL and nylon uh, base. So it's perfect for socks, but it's also perfect for shawls and things. What an awesome countdown to Christmas. Definitely, if you're going to Yarndale, I would... I would not delay if you want that, because I, I bet that's the kind of thing that's absolutely limited. Also, you may, you may remember last time that the Knitting Goddess sponsored the show. Joy was amid planning a new yarn, and that's a single farm yarn grown, spun and dyed in Yorkshire. Uh, the wool is all coming from Rigmoor and it's being spun at Laxton's and The last time I spoke to Joy, she told me that Laxton's are amid spinning that right now. That is going to be really special, you guys. Really special. Single farm, all grown, spun and dyed in Yorkshire. In In a quite a small area, really, in the grand scheme of things. When you talk about... Knitting local, loving local wool, wool miles, sustainability. This is this yarn is going to be really special. I haven't even seen it yet. But I just know that it's going to be really special. It's going to be BFL and mule, which is just incredible. And I'm excited to see it. And I'm excited for you guys to see it. And I think... It's going to be available at Yarndale. If it's not there, do not go over there and say, Louise sent me here, that this yarn was going to be here. <laughs> She's still waiting for it to come back from the mill and then it has to be dyed, but I think it might be there. And if it's not there, it will be available very soon afterwards at UK Something really special to watch out for. Ah, just as I sit down to do this, then there's a whole rabble of children out in the shared garden. I'm very sorry. Listeners, you'll just have to put up with it. Unfortunately, I do. Uh, (laughs) I can't shout at them because then I become the lady upstairs who shouts at children. Um, For the third year in a row, Blacker Yarns are releasing a birthday yarn and this is their 12th birthday. I spoke about brushwork a little bit on the podcast last Time and particularly that wool content that goes into it, which is very special indeed. It's, it's a Scottish Beaumont and alongside that is some Casamilk Murrit and some British Alpaca and it's all been uh, woolen spun into an incredible sport weight yarn. So as you'll rem- remember, as I said last time, Beaumont was a breed that was created to be a sheep that could live happily in the damp British climate and be a great upland breed but also produced a really fine fleece and their fleece is really hard to come by uh, and when you see it in yarn, it's a really precious thing indeed. Um, this is what Blacker have to say. We've chosen to blend our Beaumont with 10% Castle Milk Murrit, a breed listed as at risk on the uh, Rare Breed Survival Trust watch list. Castle Milk produce a wonderfully plump and bouncy brown fleece which adds a depth of colour and a touch of rustic character to this yarn. To give it more drape and luxury we've added 20% British alpaca and we adore the resulting blend. We knew the colours for brushwork needed to be just as unique and and as glorious as the fibre content so we chose to dye the fibre in the wool before spinning it. As the fibre came out of the dye vats, it reminded us of inks or watercolours and that became the inspiration for the range. Sonia developed the colours by hand carding, mixing the fibre-like paint in a palette to create subtle, heathered shades that complement each other in magical and unexpected ways. Brushworks' eight shades have been named after painting techniques or processes and what I particularly love about this wool, I have to say, are the colours. There are lovely little tweedy coloured neps, woolen nips, which is just beautiful. And I just, oh, well, I'm getting ahead of myself here before I tell you about the wool. I need to tell you about our muckers because blacker were exceptionally kind and gave our woolly muckers the chance to rev- review this yarn. And they had, they wanted to give five muckers the chance to do that. So our five muckers, and these were the first five people who'd applied to the email that I sent out because, you know, how do you get to choose who gets to try blacker and who doesn't? Who gets to try the new breath of the yarn? It's just too cruel. So the first five people who'd applied to my emails where Susan Hobkirk, Malin Scott, Anthea Willis, Emma Goodlid, and Barbara Mercer. Now, poor Barbara. Barbara is in Canada, and she has not yet received her yarn. And it was sent out at the same time as everyone else's. And I know that the postal service can be a bit rubbish, but that's really rubbish. But I think, well, we have this little pot of gold at the end of this rainbow, because our five Willie Muckers wrote... Sorry, our four Willy Muckers wrote loads on on their experiences of Brushwork, and so instead of publishing all those reviews in the show notes, which are already long, I am going to give it its own post, and I'll do that uh, on the launch of Brushwork, which is the twentieth of September at eight AM. Uh, that's the date and time for your for your diaries for sure. So yes, yeah, so I'll I will. Hopefully, Barb will have received her yarn by then and we can include her review there. But I'm very sorry that you don't get to hear today what Barb thought of the yarn, but I'm sure you will soon. So I'm going to do that post around the end of the month and there will also be exciting news of a giveaway too. I think we'll jump right to what our muckers think of of this yarn Uh, and there's a wee bit to get through here, so... Uh, the first one who came back to me, who <laughs> thought she was going to miss the deadline, and then was before everyone else, uh, was Susan Hopkirk, uh, and this is what she had to say: First impressions were of a really sheepy yarn, and it had a lovely smell and felt soft and quite lofty. As I knitted with it, I became aware that it was quite oily. Presumably from the lanolin in the wool of the blend. Not unpleasant, made my finger soft, but quite apparent. It lent itself to a bit of cabling, but with the cabling I also produced a swatch with a nice smooth stockinette. The yarn is described as sport weight. I would call it more of a DK. The colour palette was gorgeous. Beautifully muted heather colours which toned wonderfully with one another. Susan goes on to say I achieved the tension stated for the 3.5mm needles which supplies me as I usually knit more loosely and need to go down a needle size. After washing and blocking, the finished fabric changed quite significantly. It had stretched quite a bit and was now 20 stitches to 10cm instead of the 23 I got initially. I would... I would definitely go down at least one needle size if I wasn't doing colour work as I feel any resulting garment would grow. This might just be my loose knitting. The row count remained fairly constant but the fabric had softened unbelievably and felt absolutely wonderful. It had bloomed and would just make the most wonderful, comfortable garments. Due to time pressure, I only wore it for a couple of hours against my skin but I knew after even doing that that it would be uh, undetectable and so it proved... Only one negative Susan found, and she's found it with other black yarns, the way they wind the ball and tuck the loose end into the middle. I find it impossible to get the loose end out without pulling out a clump of tangled yarn in the middle of the ball. Then you have to try and untangle it to find the end and shove the clump back into the middle again. A small point, and it wouldn't and hasn't stopped me buying their yarn. I can see myself buying the three green-grey colours of this and doing a cardigan with colourwork yoke, which would be a staple go-to item. Item for the autumn and winter May um who was in Shetland, I think when she was testing out this yarn um, she gave her swatch uh, a good old uh, try as she always does with different stitches and different techniques she produced a swatch with garter with a little bit of colour work using um, another yarn and with some lace and this is what she had to say The new birthday yarn from Blacker surprised me right from the first squish of the ball. I am used to and love the more rustic, hard-wearing yarns from them and this felt very different. In the ball, it's very soft and smooth with a faint halo and the tiniest white and black fibres peeping out, virtually unnoticeable. It immediately suggested a number of possibilities, but the one that screamed to me was colour work. I knit quite a large swatch to test out the textured lace, stockinette, garter and with some fair isle. I only had one colour of the brushwork and so the two other colours in my swatch are Kate Davies Buckle yarn which is also sport weight. I often mix similar weight yarns together when doing colour work so this was another thing I wanted to test. Does it play well with others? Uh, Also I think the brushwork palette with more muted tones provides some nice Mix and match options with other more primary colours. Brushwork is pleasing to knit with. No snags, no splitting. It reminded me of Rowan's felted tweed in terms of look and feel, particularly in stockinette, but I like this much better as it's 100% natural fibres. After blocking it bloomed slightly and the fair isle stitches settled down and smoothed out as I hoped I would definitely recommend this yarn for colour work The lace blocked nicely, there's good stitch definition and it's gorgeous in stockinette I gave it a good vigorous scouring for a few minutes and while there was initial agitation of the fibres when I pressed my hand over the swatch they flattened down and there was no signs of pilling This would be especially lovely yarn for cosy textured shawls. I'm thinking of patterns by Carrie Westerman or Sylvia McFadden and for jumpers and cardigans. However, for those with more sensitive skin, I do need to state that there was a prickle factor. I wore my swatch for a few hours with the brushwork-only end tucked into my brass strap and I could feel it the whole time. It wasn't itchy or terribly uncomfortable, but it was noticeable, so I would wear something under it. Now, isn't that interesting that there is the mixture there between what Susan said about it not being, you know, not being noticeable and mei saying that it was noticeable. And I think it's fair to say Mei-Lin has not felt prickle on more characterful yarns noticeable. So it's really interesting, this whole textural thing, isn't it? Anthea Anthea Willis said, her first impression was, oh my God, can I just stroke it it and squish it for a bit? Um, It was soft and squishy, but with wonderfully woolly solidity uh, and a properly sheepy fragrance. I thought it had a slightly um, fuzzy halo and ever so slightly felted to feel it. A bouncy sport weight that could be quite easily used for a lot of patterns. Uh, And she says, I love that black yarns tend to be a little plumper than average. It makes them so much more versatile. She also loved the colour palette for this yarn. A lovely mix of muted tones and colour pop, And colour pops. Splosh is just fab. And splosh is a really fantastic bitter lime kind of colour. It's wonderful. Uh, In the swatch, uh, she swatched it on the recommended 3.5mm needles and just kept adding panels of different stitches to see how it looked. She said, I thought it would be wonderful for textured stitches, cables and lace. And it is, but it looks beautiful in plain stockinette thanks to the beautiful colour blending and just glorious in garter. The stitches she used were garter, stockinette, grid pattern, linen stitch, cables and very simple lace. It knits like a dream, soft in my hands but grippy enough not to ladder if you drop a stitch and sturdy enough to withstand tink backs while I played around with stitch patterns. Although I only had one colour to play with, I'd really like to do some simple colour work with this yarn too. I'm imagining a cosy Fair Isle yoked sweater in those gentle watercolour tones. After blocking the fa- fabric is dense yet drapey with phenomenal stitch definition the lace panel in particular looks amazing now I want to knit another lush or maybe a windswept sweater those are both Tin Knits designs I heartily approve of that I haven't had time to do a full wear test, but it feels totally next to the skin wearable. I feel like this is yarn I want to knit all the things in. If I had all the pennies on release date, it would de- definitely be a sweater quantity going in my stash, which is fantastic. Again, another person who doesn't quite feel it next to the skin. Emma said I absolutely loved brush, brushwork. Katie a Blacker was really generous with the amount she sent. The colours are incredibly luscious. I've never seen colours like them in yarn. I received the Crackleur. Oh, I'm saying that wrong probably. Uh, and it's really gorgeous. Not quite a khaki shade with some really bright flecks of yellow and green throughout. I I can absolutely tell why the yarn will be called brushwork. The shade with the flecks did remind me of colours seen in paintings. I've never knitted with Beaumont or Castlemont Murrit and it's a gorgeous blend. It's soft with a bit of a crunch when you receive the ball But in the hand, squish, grab—it's really lovely to touch. Knitting with it is excellent, although it's a sport weight, it felt a little more like knitting DK. It's easy to knit with, and garter stitch looks excellent. I've been planning to knit the Vivid Blanket by Tinkan Knits for a while, and decided that this would be a perfect opportunity to try out a panel. At first, I thought the, uh, the detailing would wouldn't really stand out as it's quite a soft and drapey yarn, but actually, after blocking, it looked great. It was also a perfect test because there are some lace elements around the flower detail. I think the yarn would be perfect for knitting a lace detailed cardigan or similar because despite being a little crisp, it does have a lovely drape. Uh, It's also responded well to really vigorous blocking, although I was so excited to block it that I forgot to measure it before and after. I wore my garter stitch swatch beside my skin, tucked into my blouse at the elbow and also tucked under my bra near the oxter, and I barely noticed it. Despite the crispness felt in hand, it only helped to show the structure. It didn't felt against the skin or before or after blocking. It was great to receive the shade card and the colours are amazing. I can't wait to buy some of the other colours, especially Splosh and Scramble. I'll be definitely buying more of the colours upon release. And of course, Barb, we will insert yours into that next post we do on this. But isn't that interesting? So we have some people saying that the wool is soft and squidgy when, uh, on the first handle. Other people saying it's slightly crisp. Uh, and that sort of maybe correlates a little bit with what maybe what Malin was saying about it being a noticeable swatch to wear. I just love this Woolly Muckers yarn view because it really does give you this, these extra dimensions. What is absolutely patently clear is that this is a really special yarn. And I heartily concur with all of our uh, reviewers who say that this yarn is incredible for structured stitches, it's amazing for lace, and it will be incredible for um, colour work. I don't get so much of a lanolin feel. There perhaps is a little bit bit of lanolininess there. I really like this yarn. I've knitted two swatches. Um, one I am still knitting. It's I started knitting a sort of triangular shawl swatch, which is just growing and growing and growing. Uh, and... Um, I can't remember who it was now, was it, um... It was Anthea who said it's beautiful in plain stocking stitch because it shows off that colour blending so well and I really agree with that. The swatch that I'm knitting is just a garter tab. Oh, look, I've pulled all the needles, all the... most of the loops off and, look, they've just stayed there while I was talking, that was good, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I'm just doing a, a garter tab, a triangular shawl, um... And I think when the yarn is released, I'll probably just buy more and keep on knitting this. I think it might become an ishbel or, or something. But yes, in stockinette, it's just delicious. It's lovely to see those variations in the colour and those little flecks and, and low lights and highlights. It's really lovely. And I love that this has been dyed in the wool and that Sonia created the colours by hand carding. I just think that's another fantastically special touch from Blacker and I think it again it's why we go get so excited when there's new yarn from them and why we get super duper excited when there's a birthday yarn because it is a special thing. Um, and the other swatch that I knitted so this little one is ongoing. I have a little nubbin of look I've pulled those stitches out again. Isn't that ridiculous? And they're just staying there. It's it's lovely. There's no hint of a pool. There, even in my uh, you know, I'm doing a little lace yarn over at the edge, and even that's just stayed neatly where it was. (sighs) Blacker yarns, you do it every time, you're so clever. And I need to get obviously need to get a longer needle for this (laughs) swatch, so yeah, I've got a little bit, a little nubbin of yarn left, so I'm going to carry on with that. And who knows, it might, I think it might be an Ishbell because Ishbell is on my remakery. Um, wish list, my own personal wish list and um, I think a slightly heavier weight Ishbel by Zola Teague would be spectacular and, and really lovely in this yarn. Let me tell you about the colours and let me just stumble over the words because they are all named after different brush strokes and different techniques There's the one that Emma was knitting with, the Cracoleur, which really is a lovely, lovely green with these fantastic bright uh, yellow flecks. Beautiful. There's Scumble, which is how I would describe um, if you dip your brush in the water pot and the colour that the water pot goes. Um, Then there's Wash. There's Velatura, which is beautiful blue. Then there's Smudge, which I'm using, which is a gorgeous purple with um, really plummy um, notes in it. There's Stipple, which is um, quite lilac colour. Impasto, which is a orangey pink, which is gorgeous. And there's that Splosh, that wonderful, for you Grello lovers, you're going to love Splosh. Um, it's, it's really, really spectacular. And I'm really, you know... Always a huge supporter of Blacker Yarns and fantastic yarns and then they give our Wooly Muckers the opportunity to really play and have fun with these yarns and that's that's just amazing and it's lovely uh, uh, of them and I'm very grateful to Sonia and to Katie for letting us have a play with with Brushwork. Uh, brushwork goes on sale on the 28th of, I've not told you, my, my little breakdown that I usually do. So Um, So my own little breakdown um, for your information, it's Black Yarns Brushstroke. It's going to cost £8.40 for a 50 gram ball. In that 50 grams, you're going to get 152 meters. For me, the hand squish grab was woolly, velvety, soft and squidgy. The feel of the swatch uh, is drapey, woolly. Great stitch definition. Fantastic for lace and cables. In fact, I didn't tell you about my second swatch, which was a, a lacy swatch. You might have seen it on Instagram. Uh, and that blocked incredibly. Uh, it. Um, I'm not too sure if I agree with Susan when she thinks that this might grow because I blocked blocked my swatch quite fiercely uh, and it shrunk back an inch each way. So I think this yarn will actually shrink back more than, than you might think I know that alpaca content in there is a bit of a grower but with that 80% wool I think you're going to find that this will actually probably wear quite well uh, and as a result of that what's it best suited to? Pretty much all of the things I agree with what everyone said there Colorwork cardigans will be incredible, lace and cables acres of garter. Uh, kid stuff will be fantastic in this, I think. Hats, scarves, mitts, cowls. It really is going. Maybe not socks. Maybe bed socks. I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend it for socks, but everything else. Uh, and you're going to want to get it fast because it goes on sale on the 28th of September at 8 a.m. and it's limited edition because it's their birthday yarn. So set your alarms. Thank you so much to Blacker, to Sonia, to Katie, and thank you so very much to Susan, Maylin, Emma, and Anthea, and Barb. We look forward to hearing your review soon, too. I hope your yarn gets to you soon. That is almost about it. There's some late news. Are you interested in testing a Ravelry app? There is a new app in the process for both iOS and Android users to make Ravelry a bit more friendlier on the old phones, tablets, etc. So if you would like to cast your eye over this Ravelry app, see if it works for you, see if it is something that is accessible and that uh, the things that you need are on there. Then there is a Ravelry group, and the Ravelry group is called Worset. W-I-R-S-I-T. There's no geekery involved. What it entails is uh, getting a link to the app, Downloading it onto your phone, whether it be iOS or Android. And just logging into your Ravelry account, see what you think and provide some helpful feedback. So again, the group is on Ravelry. Uh, It's called Worsit, W-I-R-S-I-T. And join the group. Uh, Pop on over to the sign up for testing and say whether you if you're testing on Apple or Android and give it a whirl. Obviously, there's a Shetland connection, being Worset, it. But uh, if you feel so inclined, and if you've always thought that Ravelry didn't look quite right on your phone, um, and you want you wanted a better alternative, then this is your opportunity to give it a try. So that's www.ravelry.com forward slash groups forward slash it. Well, listeners, that is really it for this episode. Shorter episode? Did I say that last time? Who the flip was I kidding? Um, I am really, really, really trying to aim for slightly shorter episodes. Just just now, while I'm, you know, getting settled into my new job and working pattern and things like that, I did really intend to have a couple of shorter episodes, but, oh, who knows? Next time, I want to have a look at... A Year of Techniques uh, the Arnold Colliford Knitwear book which has just been released and lots of you will know that this has been a a part work um, where every month there's been a cowl and a new technique so we're going to be looking at that I have also seen the yarn from Donna Smith which I alluded to in the last episode and if you follow her on Instagram you'll know that Donna Smith is launching her own Shetland wool. I have some. It's awesome. I'll tell you a bit more about that next time. But if you're going Shetland Wool Week, you're going to seek her out at the Shetland uh, Wool Week Makers Market. Anyway, enough warbling. I will be back at the end of the month and uh, we will talk more then. Until then, happy knitting and take good care. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Knit British Podcast. To find out more, visit www.knitbritish.net You can email me louise at knitbritish.net I'm on Twitter and Instagram as at knit underscore British and I'm on Ravelry as Lira. Take care of that throat. You're a big singing star now, remember? This California dude is just a little I stand, the sun is shining all over the place. you